<laughs> Can you explain a little bit about your backstory and how, how you came to be here? Yeah, I can. And, and uh, without going too deep, but no, I come, I come from the minute I hit this world, I was in a very chaotic environment. My dad was a very abusive alcoholic, physically, mentally, and I was his target, my mom as well. So it was pretty, it was pretty intense. I learned how to be a, or learned and, and grew a very large repertoire of survival skills before I was age seven. So I could try to melt into the wall away from the monster. Anyways, my mom. Uh... Welcome to Mentally Stronger, the show that will help you develop the mental strength you need to reach your greatest potential, no matter what life throws your way. I'm Amy Morin, a psychotherapist, mental strength trainer, and an international best-selling author of five books on mental strength. Every Monday, I introduce you to a guest whose story and expertise can inspire you to think, feel, and do your best in life. And the fun part is, we record it all from a sailboat in the Florida Keys. Now let's dive in today's episode. Do you struggle with low self-worth? Do you have a hard time giving yourself permission to engage in self-care? Do you have some unhealed emotional wounds? If so, today's episode is for you. I'm talking to Scott Tatum. Scott experienced a traumatic childhood, but he refers to himself as a high-functioning victim for most of his life. As long as he was trying to ignore his past, he said he was able to function okay on the surface. But just below that surface, he was struggling with self-worth issues, and he was in more pain than he wanted to admit. So he decided to embark on a journey of healing and self-discovery. He started hiking and creating positive social media messages. His message resonated with so many people that he got more than a million followers without really even meaning to. Now he's written a book called Friendly Reminders, Lessons from a Self-Care Savage. Some of the things he talks about today are what made him decide to address his pain at the age of 50, how hiking and connecting with nature helps him feel better, and what he's learning about self-worth and the healing power of community. Make sure to stick around until the end of the episode for the therapist take. It's the part of the show where I'll give you my take on Scott's strategies and share how you can apply them to your own life. So here's Scott Tatum on how to heal from the past and build healthy self-worth. Scott Tatum, welcome to Mentally Stronger. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk to you too. I was thinking about your story and I was like, you know, a lot of people, I think, over the past few years have decided that they're going to go live in a van and become a social media influencer. But you didn't do it in the order that most people do this. <laughs> From what I understand, you didn't think, you know, I'm going to go get a million social media followers and start handing out advice while I go hiking and live in a camper. <laughs> can you explain a little bit about your backstory and how, how you came to be here? Yeah, I can. And, and uh, without going too deep, but no, I come, I come from the minute I hit this world, I was in a very uh, chaotic environment. My dad was a very abusive alcoholic, physically, mentally, and I was his target, my mom as well. 
So it was pretty, um, it was pretty intense. I learned how to be a, uh, or learned and, and grew a very large repertoire of survival skills before I was age seven. So I could try to melt into the wall away from the monster. Anyways, my mom, uh, finally left at age when I was seven, which again, it's probably 50, 50 that I'm here if, if she hasn't. Anyways, so just fast forwarding up, up to now, a lot of the, what I was dealing with as I became an adult was what had happened in those early years, very formative years. And then a little bit, quite a bit of things that happened after that, but it never healed from it. Never just, just continued to get angrier and more confused and, and let it kind of consume me. And as you know, Amy, that it, it taking trauma, survival skills to survive trauma and stay, try to stay safe, safe and alive. And it, it does not translate very well into adulthood and relationships and business and just operating. And in general, it's, it, um, it's, it's in itself is very dysfunctional and is a very unpleasant way to live life as a victim, taking all those, those things and turning them into excuses for what you do as an adult. And I was good at it. I was a very high function, very high functioning, um, victim, very, very high functioning with everything that I did. Plus, I had a lot of psychological background, so I could, I, I was good at shooting from the hip and manipulating things to survive another hour. <laughs> it was, so it would just continue on. Anyways, I was, I was really wrapped up into my boys, which came from my second marriage. I loved being a father. I loved that whole process, everything about it. It got to be my second wife and I divorced like 12 years ago or something. The boys were like 13, 15, and they came with me for, for all those weird reasons. But anyways, time went by a little bit on that, and it got to be where my oldest moved out and my youngest one was fixing to move out. So things were really, really coming down on me now because I was fixing to lose my identity, my complete identity that I had at that time, which was my boys. And so it got to a point where I had given up. I had completely get, I was just tired of living the way I was living. I was exhausted. Just, <laughs> I just couldn't, couldn't get, I, I almost hit the pinnacle on some goals and things I had in my life, but I always chopped my legs out from underneath me, you know, self-sabotaged just wouldn't, wasn't going to let it happen. Just, I wasn't worthy of it whatsoever. I knit from the time until probably seven, eight years ago, I didn't really grasp the fact that I had any worth. And you got to remember I'm 62 now. So you're talking about, you know, 53, four-ish in that area. But it was years before that, it was just north of 50 that I had gone through that process. But getting to where I am today I was again driving around. It was a weekend day. I can't even remember that. Some of these details I don't remember. 
that I was in full victim mode, feeling sorry for myself and just uh, letting all that happen. Anyways, I pulled into a lake area, got out, started walking around, and I came to a trailhead. I, I just wasn't, I didn't know it was there. I didn't really expect it, but there, there was this sign, this little trail, you know, that broke into the, to the trees and things like that. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to, I walked it. Something pulled me to walk in it. And I tell everybody, I did not have, as far as I know, any kind of, a, I didn't get touched or some kind of, of enlightening experience or some being come da- came down and, and put something in me. Anyways, I just started walking and, and what ended up happening was just a quick transition from all the noise, traffic from the road nearby and just only hearing now my footsteps, the wind through the trees, the birds, the water from the lake. And, and so my, my mind started, my mind's always been very active. And, and it just was really, really going. And I could not, there was nothing to distract me really, because I was in very unfamiliar territory and there was nothing, um, all that stuff had just shut down. So my mind got really quiet in that sense. And then all the, all those, um, demons, those some in my head just were going crazy. So I started. I just started being able to actually listen and understand some things that were at the very forefront and a lot of fear stuff, just all kinds of things were coming up. Anyways, long, I went, I was hiking for several hours. It got dark. I I just had even forgotten where I was kind of deal anyways. But the point is I found a trail started walking on it, things started changing at that moment. And I wanted to continue to go back and I wanted to see where this was going to go, where, where my mind was, was headed. And, and that's what I did. I never stopped. And that became my healing ground. He'll, he'll heal and continues to heal my mind, body, and soul. And, and then it brought me to Jump, let's jump up a few years going through this, learning, reading more, you know, kind of turning around that, hey, I, I, I told my oldest son, he actually reminded me of this a couple, a year and a half ago or something. We were talking about something. He goes, you know, dad, I remember that day you told me that you were meant for something better, something, something great. There was something that you, and I've, cause, and I've started feeling that again. I don't know if, I don't travel too far down those kind of roads, but something was going on. Anyways, my jump to where they were leaving, my old youngest son, I planned, went and bought a 16-foot camper, and I planned on when he left, I sold everything. Everything went storage. I wanted to minimalize. I wanted to travel, uh, get more remote areas, put myself in more, to, to work on myself. It was all about me and all about the self-care and all that. And then as I was doing that, I started taking the pictures out there. But and I back then I used to start doing, I put up memes with them. So anything I was reading or anything, a quote I was really feeling strong about, or oh, it, I just I put that in the meme and posted it. And it was to hold me accountable. It was to have a record of it, hold me accountable. I'm anybody that wanted to to look at it, great. 
this is where I was. I just, just was what was happening. And it led into video. I was on Facebook in 2010, got on Instagram in 2016, TikTok in 2018, and then, you know, a few other things. But I just started doing the, the video. And it, again, just for me, holding myself accountable. And then people started responding. They were, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Wow. Blah, blah, blah. Thanks for sharing that. And, you know, this has really opened my eyes. Just, you know, all those comments and stuff come in. And it, it just went from there. And I, I can get into a few little tips I got. But um, anyways, I, I think that people were feeling that what I was doing was for me and it was real. And, and there was no production to anything. I don't do a lot of production out anything, but I do do work to do that better. But and I think and really people really caught on to it and they were even commenting on facial expressions I made or they loved that little look at the end or the and I didn't even know I was doing that stuff. So made me and then it started making me think about it. But so anyways, that's what happened. And I used to say this was about me, because it was. It was all about me. Everything I put up was about me. And I started at the end of last year telling everybody this is not about me anymore. It's about everybody. This is about all of us. This is about this community. The last thing I'll say is it, it's, it's just 24-7 for me. This is all I care about. So all I care about is, is myself getting better and also being a benefit, being useful to this community that's, that I'm so grateful to be part of. I recently had routine lab work done and discovered that I have low sodium. Like many people, I limit processed food, I exercise, and I drink plenty of water. I didn't realize I was depleting myself of the sodium I needed to keep my body and my brain working at its best. That's when I discovered Element, a sugar-free electrolyte drink mix that I add to water. I feel so much better. Now that my electrolytes are back in balance, I no longer feel like I have brain fog. I can concentrate better, and I have way more energy. That's why so many Olympic athletes, Navy SEALs, health experts, and even 30% of NFL players are drinking it. If you want to see how much better Element can make you feel, give them a try risk-free. Order it for yourself, and if you don't like it, give it away, and they'll give you your money back, no questions asked. And right now, members of the Mentally Stronger community can receive a free Element sample pack with any order. Go to drinklmnt.com slash stronger to claim your sample pack. That's drinklmnt.com slash stronger. Building physical strength is just as important to me as building mental strength. That's why I love drinking AG1 every day. Ever since I started drinking it, I've had more energy for my workouts and I feel more focused when I'm working. There's so much information out there, though, about supplements and nutrition that it feels overwhelming sometimes. That's why I love AG1. It's a nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. And I was able to replace my multivitamin with AG1. My producer started drinking AG1 instead of his morning coffee, and he says he now has more energy than ever. 
I drink it right before I go to the gym in the afternoons. And it helps me feel good about all the things I'm doing to take care of my mind and my body. AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash mentally stronger. That's drinkag1.com slash mentally stronger. Check it out. This is the first time in my life when I haven't had a pet. Up until two years ago, I had Jackson, a 19-year-old Himalayan cat, and Fiona, a 17-year-old English Springer Spaniel. Both of them lived on the sailboat and adjusted pretty well to life on the water. I miss them, and I look forward to getting another pet when the time is right. Today's episode is sponsored by the ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program. Your pet is part of the family, and you want the best for them no matter what. But vet bills can really add up. That's why you should check out pet insurance. And with ASPCA Pet Health Insurance, you can focus on the care your pet deserves and cover what matters most. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they may need. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash stronger. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash stronger. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash stronger. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency, LIM. So I, I do what I do around that. And, and then, again, what I was getting to the last thing was people sometimes ask me, well, you know, what, what is it? Why do you keep doing this? And, or what is the reason or what's the motivation? And I tell that little story about it used to be about me. It's up to here. But I just say, look, you really want to understand the best way to do is go look at any of my posts and open up the comments. Yeah. It's curious because there's going to be hundreds of them. And I said, it's not going to be one or two. It's going to be thankful that they came across my page. Oh, my gosh, they were able to get out of a narcissistic relationship. It saved my life. I've had direct messages about a guy with cancer that helped him get through that. And I'm like, you know, how, how can, can I stop? It's, it just, it just. So I, it's, that's why, and that's why the book coming out, I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just trying to push it down people's throats. I don't care because it needs to get in front of people. And my really believe in my message around self-worth. I don't believe you can function in this world at a high level whatsoever. If you don't have it, or if you have low self-worth, it's just, extremely hard and it's a hard way to live and it's usually connected with all those other things victim mentality a lot of things we talked about this morning a lot of a lot of the things we shouldn't be doing if we're high functioning mentally anyway that's hopefully giving you some yeah well we're glad you went for a walk in the woods and then just started <sighs> randomly sharing your tidbits right you never know where life might might lead yeah i know but in backing up a little bit before these 
in the first few decades of your life, what was your self-worth built on? What were you trying to do to fill that need or to try to make yourself feel better? I talked to lots of people who will say, you know, it was my uh, achievements or I tried to get approval or I tried to do certain things and I thought I'd finally feel good enough. Were there things you were doing to try to fill that need before you started doing what you're doing now? Well, yeah, my, again, what I was, I was trying to do is, uh, again, survive in everything that I did. I continuously kept myself behind the eight ball, behind the eight ball uh, financially, behind the eight ball covering up lies that I told somebody, uh, just continuously working from that, that angle. I think, or I don't think, a lot of my self-worth was wrapped up into, I was a, a pretty good dad. I was completely different than mine. And so that's why that I was really wrapped up into that. I loved the little things, even making their lunches every day. You know, I was actually the one that, that did the grocery shopping and I cooked and I did all those things because I was raised by a single mom and and, you know, that I learned how to do that. I mean, I, I can sew. Whatever you need me to do, I can do. I mean, just for the simple fact it's, uh, you know, the, my circumstances. But I was, I would do anything and every, everything to not be criticized. I worked very hard to uh, uh, be perfect. And uh, never, never got close. But... And then if, if I got challenged or confronted on something, I, I fought you and wouldn't shut up until uh, you were done, until, until I had you done. I was the loud guy. Back then, you know, I was a glutton. Now uh, I weigh 185 pounds. Just to give you back then, I was 260. And um, I was, there was nothing I was doing to nourish my body appropriately, even though I knew what to do and I just couldn't, I just couldn't overcome this, this no value. Uh, no, there was no, again, that's why self-sabotage is such a real thing. And even if you, anyways, I, I, it would, it's also a lot of subconscious in that stuff. And, and I did, I just would not let myself finish, get there, uh, complete it. Just, just wouldn't let it happen. I did not deserve it. If I did, and, and if I did start getting into thinking I deserved it, I was nothing but an imposter. I, they're going to find out that what a fool I am, what, how fake I am. They're going to, all that. I lived that in, in a very harsh way. And then what I did was react very inappropriately all the time with dealing with people. And does that make sense? You know, it that. does. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up the issue of self-sabotage and how it's tied to self-worth. Because mm -hmm. sometimes when we start to dig, we'll find what well, somebody said, you know, I on the outside, I looked like I was doing well for a while, but I didn't feel like I deserved it or I was waiting for the other shoe to drop or the rug to be pulled out from under me because I thought, you know, good things don't happen to people like me. And then people do that. They sabotage it, but they don't realize it. It's really hard to connect the dots because they weren't like setting out to say, hey, I'm going to destroy this. 
but yet there was something deeper down that made them feel like they weren't worthy of it. So then they made it so where they said, you know, yeah. I don't deserve good things to happen. So therefore I will subtly sabotage things or right at the last second, I'll blame it on something else and take a sharp left turn, whatever it was. But a lot of people struggle with that for many, many years. Amy, I still struggle with that. I still, again, there's a lot of things I still have to, to work through on a daily basis. And, and I still struggle with that. I'm still sometimes sort of like, you know, I get those thoughts. It's, you know, oh gosh, what, somebody's going to figure this out. And I'm, and, 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 but luckily I know there's nothing to figure out, you know, right. that's, that's the great thing about, especially social media when you're an old guy like me and you're, you're bearing your, you know, and you bear, you know, there's, there's not anything to, to, uh, reveal or uncover or, or, you know, it's, and so I, it, it, I know that stuff is not going to happen so much now. So I'm able to deal with it, it, it easier. And that's part of cognitive behavioral therapy. You know, I talked about a little bit, the, the thought pattern interruption, you know, my, I, mine are demon killers. I know some people don't like my language sometimes, and but this is what it, way it is for me. I'm not interested in dancing with them. I'm not interested in making friends with them. I'm not interested in, in, in us. Uh, I'm not interested in any of that. They're, they're, they have to die. And if I have to kill them every day, that's exactly what's going to happen. And, and that's how... That's that's how I've learned and how I have to operate, and I control my mind. And as soon as that 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 negative thought comes in, it it gets annihilated. I have you ever seen that movie Three Hundred? I always tell people this because I I think it's it's fun for me. No, I haven't. It's a Gerard Butler movie, but it goes back to the old Greek mythology, and it talks about this the, this brigade or troop or whatever of these elite type fighters. In back in that era, Roman times, all that kind of stuff, and they're they're always they're called the three hundred, and they're always battling all of the the big monsters, and there's always thousands of them, or just things like that. And there's these three hundred that just they're just incredible, and they have the this you know some things behind them. Anyways, so I have I have my own brigade of three hundred, so. And so uh, that's, again, those are my thought processes, not just to try to talk it down or try to, you know, say, hey, that's not true. You know, Scott's really a cool guy. Um, they, they, have, they have to go. It's, and and, and it, it gets messy. But it's quick and it's fast now. It doesn't take hours. Amy, it used to take hours. Yeah. Now it's just I have my non-negotiables. I go through the mornings and and there's really nothing that goes on in my life now and hasn't in a long time. That's it's not all the, all of them are short lived. Nothing lasts very long in my brain. What's your self-worth built on these days? Um, being a, being of a, a value, be, uh, being a purpose, being of, um, useful. I, and mm, I love to, to do the hardest things I can. And a lot of times that, that is physically, and that has to do with the outdoors. 
So when I hike, I'm I'm a little bit different. I hike people people think, people think I'm funny, but especially when I hike with a group of people or something. But yeah, I just hike fast and I and I move quick and I I I'm not so much of a yeah, and trust me, it's beautiful out there. And I love when I see a wild animal or I love those things, but I've seen a lot of that. I want, it, th- there's a real purpose for me being out there and it's to, to get, to get me in a place to where I'm open to whatever is going on. And the only what only way I can do, I tell people the best example I can give is when I go hiking, say I'm going to do a 12 mile hike. So I, things don't, my, my mind doesn't really get opening up and all that until halfway through that, maybe two thirds when I am spent, you know, when my body is aching a little bit or, or all those things, the tireder I get, the, the more exerted I get, the more, the more I can, the more my mind opens up. And it's, and it's always a test for me because I want to see how I handle things when they're difficult. How, how am I going to react? Am I going to do what I used to do and make excuses and and turn around and stop or, or, you know, whatever it could be. So that brings me a huge amount of satisfaction and huge brings me a huge amount of, of value and makes me understand that now I can control the, a lot of times the outcomes of what I'm doing or get to those points and I can finish, I'm disciplined, I can fight off the, those all those those thoughts we just talked about. So it's just being active. And then my therapy is that part too. Social media is a huge part of that. I am going to get up in the morning and I am the, that guy's going to grab the phone because I want to know what's going on. I want to see what's happened. I want to do, I want to always be on top of my stuff because this is, this is, this is what's very important to me right now in my life. Do you want to get high-quality meat delivered straight to your house? Or in my case, a sailboat? Try ButcherBox. It saves me time and money. And if you order right now, Mentally Stronger listeners can get steak, chicken, or salmon free in every single order for an entire year. I love that ButcherBox offers grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, and wild-caught seafood. There are no antibiotics or added hormones. They even offer vegetarian options. ButcherBox lets you decide how often you want deliveries, and you can pick a curated plan, or you could completely customize your box. Sign up at butcherbox.com stronger and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer, plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com stronger. And use code STRONGER to choose your free-for-a-year offer. Plus, get $20 off your first order. And let's talk about social media for a minute. Because a lot of people will say, you know, it's rare that I ever hear somebody say, you know, social media improves my self-worth. Most people say the opposite. How do you use it in a way that it does feel like it's a good tool for you? Well, again, I've been lucky through this. Because as this community has grown around me, uh, it's incredible. I mean, I... I again, what, that's part of part of anything. That if I really get some low mood or something's going on, all I have to do is I just turn to my community in the sense of again going and looking at messages or looking at at comments and and just seeing what 
you know, what's being said. And, and, and that's, that's a, a real buildup and makes me understand that what I'm doing is, again, bringing someone else value besides me. What about the negative comments? I know you must get the occasional negative one too. How do you deal with those? So back in the day, I, uh, I had the 48 hour battles, you know, there was a negative comment, you know, I was, I was going to go to task and I was going to be as rude as mean as all, whatever you thought you could come up with. I used to tell us, <laughs> some people, I said, look, you're going to have to do better than that. Because let me tell you right now, when I was four years old walking around in my house on a Sunday morning, my dad had already blah, 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 this to me before noon. So you're going to have to bring it on a little bit. So I used to be that guy, even though I was really into my, my, my self-care recovery, I was, I was that guy. And then I just learned and I started again, listening and as I got more entrenched in it, the people I listened through social media and things I re- I've read and read, and I started getting, you know, understanding that, you know what, this is not, this is not about me. This is about them. And, and here's why, Amy, I was that guy. I was the other guy on the other side saying, you're stupid. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard anybody ever put on social media. I was that person. So I know what they feel like. I know what's going on. It's different, but the same. So I have have a lot of empathy for them. Depending on the comment or, or, or something, sometimes I will actually give them a break. Usually the my, my community will get in there and take care of business. But I, if I, if I think it just depends again, I, I can read through a lot of things. Again, I have a lot of intuition and instincts and I, 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 I write a lot now cause I'm really tapped into them. So I want to give people, uh, a break. And I've actually told people, I said, you know, are you okay? Um, I'm, I'm willing to let this go if it doesn't happen again, but just understand if it does, you're gone. So if there's any value here, just be quiet, you know, or I just, again, I know who's lying or for spitting vinegar, the gray faces, and then they have the closed accounts and, you know, they're, or the private accounts and they're, they're they don't have any information that those just get blocked because they're, they're just yeah. whatever. And I don't participate anymore and I don't defend anymore and I don't try to correct anybody anymore. And I advise anybody and everybody to do that. And I tell, if you, if you listen to some of my rhetoric now around things, is I, even in a couple of, of talks I've done, which I'm trying to define a little bit more, I tell people, you know, I, I, I tell them, you're part of the problem. You need to get off social media. You are weak-minded. You need to work on yourself. You can't handle this. It's not beneficial to you. And because you respond, because you whine, because you react in an angry way, because you do those things, all you've done is given them what their payoff is. They've got you. You've given up your power. And, and you're, there's zero, zero value 
to any of that. Just like people holding on to their forgiveness. I'm not. It's, my trauma is not, not worse than somebody's or any way. There's no competition around that. But it, you're going to be hard-pressed to tell me that you've been through something most of the time that's going to be where, where I was and, and, and what I had to deal with from that parent, that one, you know, at that time and, and, and then later on other things. But you have to forgive. And it's never for them. It's never going to be for them. And you have to forgive yourself first. So you can pave the way to, and it's easier to forgive others. And I know I just got off the social media part, but I just think it all ties in. It's all this self-worth stuff. It's just, it's everybody's dealing with it. Everybody's got it. Right. And it just is, where are you in your, your level of, of self-care around it? And the pushback, I, the only pushback I really get on social media now is more of, of I can't put myself at the top of my list because I got kids. You know, they got to do this or I got to take care of my sick mom. I get it. That's okay. okay. But just understand, I'm hard on parents. I know you brought up parents a couple times, but I was, again, worked in that, that world forever. And parents are... Or they excuse things, they don't take responsibility, and it's it's parents don't realize, and they really get mad at me when I say this, but I'm going to say it again, and I always say it. If you're not working on your own self-care and you're not making yourself your own priority because you have kids, well, guess what? You're a half parent because you're not giving them your best. You're not doing things to get better so you can be better for them. So how do you like that? <laughs> yeah, and I agree that parents don't need to feel guilty if they're working out and they're doing things to take care of themselves. It is wonderful to model all of those things for your kids. So last question for you before we run out of time would be for somebody who's listening and says, I'm really struggling with my self-worth, like I've never felt good about myself. Where do they start? What can they do to start feeling better? My advice is going to be go outside, go mm -hmm. find somewhere to walk, go find whatever, any, anything, whether that's close to water or, or anything you and learn, you can learn ways to do that. Some people forest bathe and they'll go look at a tree for, you know, an hour and a half. Those are not what I'm into. I'm about, you know, push yourself physically, wear yourself down, listen to your mind, get out of the noise. Do it so low as much as you can. Do all those things. That's the first thing. Second thing is journaling. And I don't mean journaling like, like every once in a while. This is, again, this is me. This is what's worked for me. This is also part of the cognitive behavioral therapy part and allows me to connect dots. But as you're out walking or you're starting to do those things or wherever you're at, this needs to be with you all the time. In your car, in your backpack, in your briefcase, whatever it is, always. So whenever that that little anxiety comes up or that, that feeling of depression or the low mood or something's triggered your anger or whatever, stop, pull this out, write that stuff down and then have your own little list. I made mine up. You have your own. Who'd I just talk to? 
Where am I at? What's the weather doing right now? What did I just eat? Do that. And it can be a couple of weeks or it can take several months. But eventually you go back and you can connect these dots. Oh my gosh. My mom, every time I talk to them about my mom, she says this to me. So you can try, you can trail back because we're, and you Amy, correct me if I'm wrong. I do not know everything. I think I do sometimes, but you can't fix anything if you don't know what the hell it is. Right. If you don't know where it's coming from, you can't even dismiss it if you don't. And a lot of times, cognitive behavioral therapy, what I love about that is, is it's not for you to connect that dot and then go back and just make that big part of your world now. You, if you have to go back and go, hey, oh, this is my mom. Oh, geez, I can't believe she used to do that. But you know what? 20 years ago, I was eight years old. Um, I can. I, I. I think it's time for me to get get past that, and you come back to now, and you go forward. Now, understanding it does there let to let it have any weight on you and things like that. So, outside journal, write things down, do all these things so you you can help push yourself forward. It gives you all these things. You'll learn things, and then go listen to Amy tell you about all of her other tools. And then you're good. And I, I absolutely agree. Sometimes those little things make a big difference. And so I hope all of our listeners go pick up a copy of your book, Friendly Reminders. Please. And if they want to hear more about you, to check out your podcast as well, mm-hmm. The Self-Care Savage. Yep. We have a link to everything in our show notes. Scott Tatum, thank you so much for being on Mentally Stronger. Absolutely, Amy. Thank you for having me. You're amazing. Woohoo. Welcome to The Therapist Take. It's the part of the show where I'll give you my take on Scott's strategies. Here are three of my favorite strategies that he shared. One, connect with nature. There's a lot of research that backs up Scott's claims about the healing power of nature. Studies show that being outside is really good for your mental well-being. Just going for a walk in the woods decreases symptoms of depression. And looking at the ocean reduces stress. There's even evidence that hospital patients who have a window view heal faster than patients who don't have a window. So find your own way to connect with nature. Go for a walk in a green space or eat lunch in the park if you can. Spending time in nature is a great way to build mental strength. Two, find a community you can connect with. Scott wasn't really into social media, but instead he just used it as a way to hold himself accountable. And he naturally attracted people who liked his message and he grew his own community. I think that would be hard for most of us to do, but you don't necessarily need to launch an online community of your own. You might just join an existing one or you might find a group to join face-to-face. You could join a group for local business owners or join a fitness class or volunteer or join a church group. You might have some close friends that you can also spend time with. The important thing is to make sure that you have a community of people because close relationships is incredibly healing. You don't necessarily have to even talk about your old emotional wounds. Just being around people whose company you enjoy can have a huge impact on your well-being. And three, learn more about yourself with journaling. When you write something down, it helps get it out of your head and onto your page or your laptop screen. 
that helps you make better sense of your thoughts, of your feelings, and even of your behavior. Ultimately, you can increase your self-awareness and develop a lot more clarity by writing in a journal. But I know a lot of people ask, but what do I write? Well, you might just write down what your goals are, what's helping you reach your goals, or what areas in life you're working on. You could also write down the things that you're worried about, what you feel grateful for, or what you've been struggling with lately. And if sitting down to a blank piece of paper just feels way too overwhelming, you can buy a journal that already has writing prompts in it. In fact, if you go to a bookstore, you'll likely find a huge section of journals just for that reason. So those are three of Scott's strategies that are great for building mental strength. Connect with nature, find a community that you can connect with, and try journaling. To learn more of Scott's tips, check out his book, Friendly Reminders. Thanks for hanging out with us today and for listening to Mentally Stronger. If you know somebody who could benefit from learning more about mental strength, share this show with them. Simply sharing a link might help somebody feel better and grow stronger. And as always, a big thank you to my show's producer, whose time in nature sometimes involves swimming in the ocean, Nick Valentine. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.